What's up, y'all? This is wide receiver Deontay Simpson. This is cornerback Cam Johnson. Cornerback Deshaun Getty Jr. Senior forward Zachary Simmons, and you're listening to Bruins Breakdown, your home for North Texas sports. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Bruni's Breakdown Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Bruni, and with me, once again, is an equally hype, Colin Mitchell. Colin, how are you doing tonight? Bruni, let me tell you two things, Bruni. The amount of shaking that my body did throughout that game was insane, and it wasn't like the, the, the Western game where it was nervous, it was anxious and like, Oh my God! This team is really this good. Like, like I'm not saying yeah. like we didn't think North Texas couldn't do this, but when they did it to Purdue and they did it convincingly, ah, uh, I don't give a damn what anybody says. I don't care what that they went to overtime. I don't care about anything. North Texas won this game from start to finish. Dominated. Dominated. They led for 40 minutes, over 40 minutes. North Purdue led for two, and it was at three at the very beginning of the game. And that's it. And North Texas, in overtime, in Indianapolis, defeats Purdue in overtime. I think I just said that. I don't care. Doesn't matter. 78 to 69. And here we are at 12.02 in Indianapolis, in our hotel room, with the the technology on an ironing board. (laughs) The technology. (laughs) Recording this podcast. Yes. Because, God damn it, this is... One of the historic moments, one of the one of the most incredible moments I've ever seen, and to see it in person from a team that we've both covered the past four years, from awful to from this. awful Tony Benford era to Grant McCaslin, and now this. Yep, it's hard not to get emotional, and. Yeah. That was just the most incredible thing I've feet I've ever witnessed live. Like you always watch March Madness and you always say, Wow, a thirteen beat a four, wow, a twelve beat a five. But when it happens, you understand that the thirteen wasn't that much worse than the four. Really? This thirteen. And especially with this thirteen, yeah. They were mat- they were perfectly matched up for Purdue. And a lot of people were like, oh, Purdue's a tough matchup, and I understand it on paper. But this was the perfect matchup for North Texas. They basically did... A- Purdue basically, if, if we just want to talk in general, uh, just to start this off, Purdue basically does what North Texas does, except North Texas just did it 100 times better. Yeah. And again, Purdue, yeah, you got Ivy, you have McWilliams, you have all these great players, like... Four or five star dudes that are just ballers, and that's no disrespect to them. But what Graham McCaslin has built at North Texas, it doesn't matter who he has on the court. Now, obviously, yes, Javion Hamlet, all the players are great, but you give this man capable talent, and he will build this. Yeah. And so it's not just a 13 beating four for me, and it's not a fluke, it's not an upset even though it is, by term, a lower seed beating a higher seed, an upset. This was a deserved win. This was a momentous win. And this was the biggest win in North Texas basketball history. North Texas history. Probably. Think of a bigger win. Probably. I'm going to add another word onto, onto that, just and we can talk about that. Go ahead. 
an unsurprising win. I don't, they, they I don't, weren't I don't, surprised. They weren't surprised. I don't. I mean, I wasn't surprised. Like if, I if, knew it was gonna. We both predicted North Texas. Like, like, we, like we knew it was gonna be hard. Yes. Right. But if they won, I wasn't gonna be surprised. So here's the moment. And you knew, and you knew, North Texas fans weren't surprised when they, you know, they're just still loud the whole time yeah. and they kept cheering. But Purdue fans, even when they hit that three, were silent, shocked. They, they were could, shocked. They couldn't believe it. They were shocked. The the moment for me that I always remember was Traven Williams getting the steal on Zach, coming down and throwing down one of the most vicious dunks I've ever seen in person. <laughs> yeah. Right in front of my face. Yeah. I'm in the front row of media row, and that man cocked it back and just boomed it and won. Goes to the free throw line to t- with a chance to tie the game after a timeout, and the crowd goes crazy. And you come running to me. You say, I don't even remember what you said. Oh, I said, I said, uh, I said I'm nervous. You said I'm nervous. Yes. I knew it was something along those lines, but I yeah. don't want to misquote you. And I was like, why? We saw this exact same thing with yeah. Western Kentucky. Yeah, we did. We saw a lot of similar things throughout the season. We saw this team, and you said on the last podcast, this team never blew leads, but they always handled adversity well. Right. And that was always the thing. So in the non-conference season, whenever they took those punches from West Virginia, Loyola, Chicago, you go down the list, they didn't look rattled. They just weren't there yet, right? They weren't not good enough. They just weren't there yet. And that's what people had to understand in the non-conference season was they just weren't there yet. And McCaslin, that's another thing about him is that his teams take a little time, you know. They they you have to put them on. You have to put them on a what was the word? Uh, slow cook for a bit. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to let them marinate. And it's almost like the Patriots in a way. Yeah. Where they're never they're not a first quarter team or a fourth quarter team. Yeah. So now we see this is what Graham Castle envisioned, and so when Williams dunked that ball, and the crowd went crazy, the eighty plus percent of Purdue fans going crazy, I was like, North Texas defense is still dominating this game and as long as north texas doesn't turn the ball over which they did to give them back in the game north texas is winning this game and lo and behold they had good shots at the end of regulations to win the game javion misses that little uh floater that i trust him with my life with uh james reese misses a midi i thought he was gonna make that honestly and just like that we go to overtime and what do you know they start off i think with a was a 7-0 run we again we weren't recording this at night and i don't feel like looking up every single step but I think it was a uh, eight zero run to start. I think seven it was or seven zero. Seven eight. Seven yeah, eight. Yeah, sixty eight sixty one. Yep. And I was like, yeah, this team is literally the better team. And yeah. I'm not saying the better team tonight. I'm saying when these two play, because basketball is a game of matchups. North Texas is the better team every time. They'll probably win eight out of the ten times. Yeah. Because I think that on on paper, yes, Purdue has better quote unquote talent. North Texas has experience. North Texas has toughness. North Texas has the best player on the court. North Texas matches up so well with this team. Let's talk about that best player on the court, Javion Hamlet. Javion. This dude came up unbelievably big. Hits two threes to start off his scoring. Uh, you said that they. I mean, we. You said it on the last podcast that they were going to play him off ball. Two it wasn't off-ball as much. Threes. It was. It was off ball when oh, those threes, but it wasn't like he was. You know, spotting up the whole right, time. right, right. He it was, was giving ball it movement, moving. give and go. Yeah, in a way, so that's what it was. That's yeah, what it was. And then the floater game came back. It was the Javion that came up tonight was not the Javion we saw in the conference tournament. It wasn't the Javion we saw in, against bad teams in the regular season. This was last year's Javion. This was give me the damn ball, and I'm going to score it anytime I want to. Yeah, because even in the conference tournament, there were ups, there were downs. This was not an up and down night at all. 
This was him fig- learning on the fly. And when Purdue put a smaller defender on him, which I've never seen a team put a smaller defender on Javion. If anything, you always go bigger on Javion, right? They put a smaller defender on Javion. And Javion said, all right, I'm just going to post him up. And it's not just catching in the post. It's backing him down, dribble you know, between the legs, get to his spot, get to his spot, turn, boom, I'm there. It's a bucket. And that is the Javion that this team has always needed. And that's the Javion that I believed he was capable of. And that's the Javion that delivered. Now, man, I said he was going to have to score 18. And obviously free throws towards the end kind of inflated it a little bit. Yeah, but he ended at 21. But still, 24. Yeah, 24 points. 24 points. And we can't go any longer without mentioning, I mean, well, first of all, well, let's continue with the best player on the court theory. Travion Williams was a non-factor. Which Absolutely. we both kind of alluded to. What I say, podcast. junior on a freshman team. I'm you just said kidding. he's I'm a junior kidding. on the freshman team. I didn't mean it in the way it sounded, but yeah, I mean, he's the best player on a team that's inexperienced. Yeah, and he was seven to fifteen. I thought Zach did a tremendous job on him. I mean, Williams obviously showed that he's a great player. Like when his second jump ability, his rebounding ability, his strength, really good player. But that's not gonna beat this team, right? It's not, you have to have a. He's not. He, he's like Zach. He raises the floor of a team. Yeah, yeah, but that's not going to beat this team, especially when you have Zach Simmons, and even right. Abu did his job. Man, Abu. stayed in for a minute or two. Not even, not to mention Zach Eady. Non-factor. Zach Eady, non-factor. Non-factor. And I, again, I while I thought he was playable, more playable than what they did, um, he still didn't do, give them much. Right. Like, he was, a, he was a nuisance. That's the best way to, to phrase yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So, um... So yeah, JV on him again. Don't doubt him. We learned the hard way, and man, if just if he does this again, they'll be in the Sweet Sixteen. But we'll get out to all that later. Um, let's get to everybody else here. Championship Drez. Drez. Let me tell you, when 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 JV on hit three fouls, I think it was still in the no. Say it was the second half. Twelve minutes left in the second yeah. half, and they gave the ball to Drez, and I was like, all right, this is where we see see what Drez is gonna do. First of all. His three-point shooting was crazy. Incredible. What he shoot? What Four, he shoot? Or six. Four or six. One of them wasn't even open. He just pulled up from the from left corner. And then he had the ball in his hands, and he drove to the basket and hit it. And I was like, this is Drez. Two or three inside the three-point line. This is Drez. That's just what this team needs. It's the thing is, we I, I mentioned in the preview, in the three keys to winning is move, produce, defense. Right? Um, <clears throat> I wanted Javion to be more of the closer. I wanted Zach to be more of the closer. Um... And that's what they did. They were able to, when Drez was the primary ball handler, they got a little bit more movement. Thomas Bell did a good job driving and kicking. Um, J.J. Murray had a couple really good plays. He had a three, and he had that jump stop pass to Abu, who dunked it. Really good plays from him. And that's what this team needs is Javion will have the ball in his hands a lot, but a lot of times it's other guys creating a little bit more. Create it here, there, just fill the gaps here so Javion doesn't have to do it for 40 minutes. He only has to do it for, let's say, 25 minutes. You know, he only has to do everything for 25 minutes, which is still sensational. But man, the way Drez was able to be versatile, the way he was able to defend, this is the Drez we thought we were getting the entire season. And who cares that we didn't get it for the entire season, but we got it now. Absolutely. And Drez is amazing right now. Yeah. Playing Dr- his Drez, Drez li- has literally picked up the slack when other players couldn't deliver. And for spurts, it's just like, oh, we can't do something. All right, Drez. And then. Yeah. Drez is another option to Javion when it's late clock and you don't have anywhere to go. Yeah. Uh, James Reese, I thought even though he, I mean, he shot he four defended of 10, great. Uh, one of four, but he was on Ivy for a large majority of the game, and Ivy was the biggest thorn in North Texas eyes, as we predicted. Um, it's almost like we know what we ta- we're talking about sometimes, <laughs> you know, that's what we do. Um, but Jordan, um, 
Jaden Ivey. Man, he's good. He still had 26 points, but he was 10 of 24 from yeah, the field. A couple of those and were late heaves, but and it wasn't a, it wasn't an easy 10 to 24. No, I mean uh, James Reese had how many steals? Uh, it doesn't say on this quick box score. Regardless, he had steals, uh, break two breakaway uh, steals, three steals, three <laughs> yeah, three steals, two breakaway steals for for points. Um, I mean that's that's what they needed. They needed to win the turnover margin. They won it eight to eleven. Uh, yep. They they lost the rebounding margin by eight, but at the end of the day, a lot of those offense rebounds came late in the mm-hmm. game when they were just kind of the Williams on that was, single was feasting possession. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, bench points was pretty even. Points in the paint very even, which that's a big one for North Texas. Uh, Purdue shot nine of thirty from three. Some of that's inflated uh, because of the overtime, but still the percentages was pretty much the same the entire game, like thirty percent or below the entire game. Yeah, and that's what teams don't understand about North Texas, Purdue, when we watched them play, they were a slower team, but they weren't slow, right? They were right. still like 250, 270 or somewhere that yeah. pace. Because there were still times where they took bad shots. And there were still times where they shot threes when maybe they shouldn't have shot threes. And they're not a good enough team to get away with that all the time. But they kind of overcame it with their defense. North Texas lived with that and thrived off of that. Similar to how they thrived off of it to Western. Exactly. This game was really comparable to Western Kentucky in a lot of ways. And I would say that the only difference between this team and Western is the fact that one is Charles Bassey in, in the rim protector yes. and the other one doesn't. And that was the other thing is I think I think it was Drez when he hit that little float uh, floater shot late in the game when I think it was Thomas drove and kicked it, yeah. passed it to him, and he floated. I, th- I think it was Drez. Forgive me if I'm wrong. Someone made a shot, and Williams rotates over and jumps up. But he's not blocking the shot. Right. And that's the thing. And, that, and that's, that's what I said last, last podcast is that you can get away with that against Purdue because you don't have a Charles Bassey in the center. You yes. don't, you, he doesn't eliminate seven feet around the basket. No, they didn't even have a really like a Josh Anderson. Really? Right. Like, I mean, their, their, their four was 6'6". Six, six. Right. Who doesn't block shots, right? They, uh, we went into this game knowing that they don't force turnovers and they don't block shots. Purdue. And that is arguably two of the biggest weaknesses of North Texas is that they can get their shot blocked because they're kind of one-dimensional at times, and they turn the ball over. Yeah. But North Texas only turned the ball over eight times because Purdue was just there. On What's defense. funny is you said they should uh, the turnover should be 14-10 North Texas, and they only had eight. It? Yeah, even yeah. less. <laughs> yeah, even and less. They, they only had eight. Yeah, and I mean we said the three-point <clears throat> margin was going to have to favor North Texas, and while it, they both made nine threes, I think the importance Purdue here is made nine percentages. Shot, yeah. yeah, Purdue shot nine more. Yeah. If North Texas shoots 9 of 21, they're very, very, very hard to beat. Just incredibly hard to beat. They beat Louisiana Tech shooting 3 of 17 from 3. North Texas did. Like, this is a team that if they shoot well, it just opens up so many different options. And I love the play that they ran to start overtime where Thomas Bell sets the ball screen. First of all, people cannot defend this pick-and-pop action with Javion as the ball handler. Because they're scared to death of Javion. Because the whole game you're watching Javion, Javion, Javion. Then you put James Reese or Thomas Bell or someone in the action. The little pick and pop slip action to the top of the key. And teams don't know what to do. They're so focused on Javion. They both go with them. And what do you get? You get a look from three. And that's the play they looked, uh, That's the play they ran uh, uh, in the last possession before the, the ball gets tipped out of bounds. Yeah, and they almost had it. And they almost had it. Yeah, it would have gone right back to Javion. And I'm kind of waiting on teams to just either switch it or something. Because I think that's what you have to do at the end of the day. You just have to switch that and just live with Javion beating you every single time. Because you can't. James Reese is hitting that. Yeah. Drez is hitting that. Yeah. Thomas didn't hit much, but still, he hit that when it mattered. Like, if this team shoots the ball well, it just opens up too many possibilities um, for opposing defenses. And um, going to overtime, it was 61-61. to 61. 
I remember, I think my final score was what, 61 59? Yeah, something it like that. It basically went exactly how North Texas yeah, needed it to go. Yeah, I said 68 64. Yeah, it went exactly how North Texas needed it to go. Uh, Purdue shot a lot of threes, didn't turn them over. Uh, the rebounding battle was won by Purdue, but it wasn't dominated by Purdue. Another thing, North Texas won free throws. Although That's they're inflated, although they are inflated yes. in, in, in any close game. Yeah. It's I mean, 13-15 for North Texas and 10-14 for Purdue. They, they won that and, too. And Purdue missed some timely free throws. Yep, uh, by Williams. Williams, yep, missed, Williams missed, missed one. And then, and then Gillis missed. Yep, Gillis. Uh, the, was it the front end of one and one? I don't remember what it was, but Gillis missed uh, one as well. So now we sit here and we're like, oh, also, hold on. Who are we not giving credit to? J.J. Murray. Uh, I thought, Abu. I thought J.J. was tremendous. J.J. was amazing. I'm going to say that right now. Um, that jump stop to Abu basically stopped whatever life. I thought he was great. Whatever life Purdue had left. Yep. Um. Abu, speaking of Abu, was great when Zach had to come out of the game after yep. he picked up two early fouls. And that was a thing that we thought they wouldn't survive is can you survive without Zach? Yep. And they absolutely did. Michael came in. He did fine. Um, he actually got a rebound. That was really important. Big rebound, yeah. Um, Thomas yeah. opening up the game with nine points. Yeah. <laughs> exactly what they needed. It's just – it's it's funny because I, I, I tweeted that it's appropriate that the most underrated player scores the first seven points for North Texas. And – while it's kind of like, haha, you know, he's underrated. It's like the opposition underrates him too. Yeah, the opposition doesn't close out hard on him. Doesn't uh, doesn't understand how doesn't, quick he is off the dribble. Yeah, don't put the best defender on him. Yeah, like I said going into this game. I said going into this game, he was going to beat Gillis. He is a better player than Gillis. He wrecked Gillis, and he wrecked Gillis. Yeah. What did Gillis even do? Nothing. Two of six from the field, nine boards. 35 minutes, two turnovers. Bad. And Thomas Bell was the difference in a lot of ways. Absolutely. Like the and way he rebounds, and the emphasis that he puts on defense, the block that he had yeah. on Williams yeah. late in the game that I tweeted. Yeah. That's what this team is. And it was just incredible to watch. Um, man, what, anything else? I just want to point yeah. out too that it's – let's just point out that North Texas on offense did not play a perfect game. And they still won this game. They played really good, though. No, they. I'm not saying they didn't play good or great. I'm just saying that not like it didn't take a ungodly performance Herculean from somebody. Effort. Exactly. Like this is we expect this. Yeah, like Zach didn't have a, a good offensive night. Yeah. And they still won. Yep. Javion obviously had a great night, but Reese didn't have an amazing amount of threes. Uh, Drez played really well. Drez played really well. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Thomas shot one of guys six. are making up for other guys. Yeah, Thomas after those first nine points. I mean, he hit that three. That's the thing. Guys step up when other guys need them. And I think that's the difference. This defense is the difference. And this team's mentality is the difference. Yep. I mean, completely the difference. Yep. Just, they're so locked in at this point. It's hard to bet against them. It's hard to bet against them. Um, I don't know who won the Villanova-Winthrop game. It doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter. Uh, Villanova's obviously, I would think, would be tougher. But they're without their best player in Gillespie. Um Let's see who won it. I'm just curious now at this point. Villanova's going to win. So Villanova next round. Um, we'll watch that game. I'll get something up tomorrow on them. But, man, if this team... Purdue is the better, better than Villanova at this point. Yeah. Like, that is not a debate. The debate now we have to watch, because I've only seen like probably a half of Villanova. We haven't seen any Villanova, basically. Is can Villanova stretch the floor better than Purdue? Can they get hot from three? Yeah, Purdue? what's the, what's the matchup like? Um, yeah, what what are the details here? Like Villanova shot eight of twenty six from three tonight. That's not being North Texas. That's thirty percent, which is exactly what Purdue shot. Yep. 
that's not beating them. So, and Winthrop out rebounded them. So, you know, we'll take a closer look at the matchups, but Purdue getting through Purdue is climbing the mountain. Everything here on from here on out is just extra. Yeah. I, I really think so. I mean, yes, obviously the team is not approaching it that way. I'm not saying the team is approaching it. But for, it for, the, for the school for and the, the university school, and Conference USA. This, like, yes, a Sweet 16 one would be t- amazing. I'm not saying that it wouldn't be. But that was the mountain. Purdue was the mountain. Right. And now. And it's not a mountain just from this year. It's the mountain all, all the way back from whenever they didn't get to go last year when the when the tournament was canceled. <laughs> you said it as we walked into the hotel. You didn't look as this as the as a as as last year to this year becoming full circle. You looked at it as March 13th when they won that tournament being the start of a new chapter. Yeah. And here we are. Yeah. I mean, I looked at it as the one year and the one year mark of the Conference USA tournament and NCAA tournaments getting canceled in 2020. After that one whole year, this is the start of the golden era here in yeah. at North Texas. Yeah. And that's that's just what Grant McCaslin has brought to this team, this school, and this program. Um, also, shout out to Western Kentucky and Louisiana Tech for winning their first round games in the NIT. They'll be fighting in the uh, semifinals of the NIT or quarterfinals. I don't remember one of the two. Um, but man, Conference USA is just putting on right now. And this conference is just really, really good. And North Texas did not look scared against Purdue. They played big teams. They played you. That's the thing. That's the thing that got me is. Everyone was just like, Purdue's so big. Purdue has this defense. Purdue they has look these. Big. Jordan Ivey's the only player that is an legitimately is caught an North Texas off guard, yeah. I think, on, 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 on offense. They're the only, he's the only player that you're looking at like, oh, okay, that guy could be in the NBA. Like That guy, like he, that guy is better than Tavion Kinsey, right? Yeah. But North Texas has seen Tavion Kinsey, right? North yeah. Texas has seen Charles Bassey. North Texas, North Texas has seen UAB's defense, right? North yeah. Texas has seen everything louisiana tech they've seen everything right they've uh, seen every type of team they've seen loyola chicago if we go back even further mississippi state west virginia to last year dayton yeah if uh, we go back even far because this is the same team as last year this team was not thrown off by Purdue size which that's one thing that people will take for granted when they fill out their brackets right and i mean i'm not saying i don't do this either but you take for granted that the the smaller team is going to be like just either wear down or get caught off guard by the other team's size and you know athleticism because bigger team, better teams have bigger guys. North Texas is not a team that is afraid of these bigger teams at all, and and when they know how to compensate, they know how to play around their size, and it's just a different mentality that this team has, and I think that's where I'm going to leave it at. Um, I Villanova next round. Is going to be incredible on Sunday. We don't know what time it is at yet, but man, I I can't wait. And I really think there's a real possibility that they can win this thing. And um, I'm not going to make any predictions because we haven't seen Villanova yet. We will watch that tomorrow. But if they play like this, they're going to have a really good shot. Yep. And that's all you can ask for at this point in the yep. season. It's because it's March. Here we you, are. Nothing's guaranteed at this point. Here we you are. You just play your best basketball. Yep. All right, man. Anything else? I think we're good. Uh, what a win, man. Just what a win. We got to go celebrate. <laughs> we got to go celebrate. We got to go celebrate. We got to go celebrate, man. It's just, it's time. It's time. Shout out to everybody who made the trip to Indiana. Um, all the fans, everybody, man. Just 
what an unforgettable night, a memorable night, and it's not over yet. Like the team said, this is not why they came here. They came to win. They came to win the whole damn thing. And now we'll see how they do. Thanks for joining us. Again, you all know our Twitter by now. You know to subscribe. You know to um, uh, give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. Scroll all the way down. Leave us a five-star rating and review. We really appreciate it. And we will talk to y'all Thursday. Thursday? We will talk to y'all Sunday. (laughs) 